listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee in a Combo podcast with me, Cameron. And me, Jenna. And we are so excited to be here this week, and I know I say that every time, but we have a guest, and we adored her and loved having her on, and honestly, you guys, we say that with all of our guests, but we love all of you so much, and love to hear from you guys. It is so exciting. And um, this week, Amber is going to be talking to us all about uh, she works at a medical spa and it's full service. They do things like Botox, lip fillers, any sort of like skincare. Um, they do like microdermabrasion, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, we just learned so much. We had so many questions and even a few listeners sent in some questions that we put on there also. Anyway, she is just so knowledgeable and knows what she's talking about, very professional, and her whole um, team just really knows what they're doing, and uh, we're so excited to have her on and have her answer all of your questions, all of our questions, and we know that you guys are going to love the episode, so hold tight, and we're going to get right into it. But first, we're going to tell you what we are drinking. So, Jenna bought a cold brew from, do you even know the brand of it? Um, It's sitting right there on the counter. Um, I, it's just from High V. Oh, there it's we go. It's the stock. Stock with like a little, it has a little, um, it's like S-T-O with a little dash over the top of it, K. It's one of the, it's like a brand that pretty much all my influencer u- okay. ins- influencers yeah. are using right now. Mm-hmm. So I had mine with a little bit of half and half. Yeah, I used an all natural almond milk creamer. So yeah, yeah it was super good. It's the one used a few times now. Mm-hmm. It's the same one as the oat milk creamer. Yeah, we'll post a photo for you guys. Yeah. You know the as, drill. As per, as per usual. But with that being said, we're going to get into this episode and you guys are going to love it. All right, so we have Amber here with us today. We are so excited to have her. We're going to go ahead and have her give a little bit of an introduction about herself. Um, so my name is Amber Eliason. I'm a registered nurse, uh, RN, BSN at Kaline Medical Spa. I got my bachelor's degree um, from USD and I'm currently in nurse practitioner school. Um, so Kaline Medical Spa is inside Vance Thompson Vision here in Sioux Falls and I've worked there for the last five years. Um, I actually started in the surgery center there doing eye surgery, so cataract surgery, cornea transplants, eyelid surgeries, um, and just really anything in the eye area. And then uh, we opened up Kalon and they needed a nurse, so I jumped at the chance to move into aesthetics. Um, and aesthetics is such a unique area of healthcare, it just allows you to have so much creativity and ownership of your skills as a provider so um, every patient has different needs and different skincare goals so it's just so rewarding to be able to be part of the team that um, caters each treatment whether it's with injectables or peels or deeper rejuvenation services um, and to be able to cater those to the specific person's face and their needs and um, just to make them feel confident and good about themselves it's just It's very rewarding, and it's a dream job for me, honestly. I don't know how I got so lucky. (laughs) That, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. I, that sounds like something I would love to do, honestly. 
It's so fun. And okay. I love that you have other medical experience, like, yeah, other sure. than just the cosmetic mm-hmm. aspect yeah. of it. I feel like me, if I would ever go to get work done, I would love to know that, like, yeah. hey, I have other experience with, right. like, actual surgeries and yep. precision surgeries. Yep. Going into it, I feel I feel like I would be a lot more comfortable knowing that. So that's yeah. really cool. It is know. nice to have background in other yeah. areas of healthcare because, it, you know, mm-hmm. as a nurse, you're kind of trained in all areas, and then you get um, on the job training for whatever role you're in Mm -hmm. um so it is it's nice to have more of a well-rounded background in healthcare. now we're going to just jump right into some questions that we have for you uh the first one is what procedures do you all offer at your medical spa um so we do have a full service menu all the way um if you want to do deep rejuvenation services like the bigger lasers resurfacing uh, really deep exfoliation Lights and lasers, we have that. Um, Light laser treatments that can help with pigment, complexion irregularities. We also do injectables, so fillers, neuromodulators, um, also known as Botox and Dysport. Microneedling, hair restoration, dermaplaning, uh, acne therapy, chemical peels, Diamond Glow, which is a dermal infusion, kind of like an amped up version of microdermabrasion. Okay. Um, And then facials and skincare consultations, and you can do those consultations either virtually or in person. Okay. Wow. And are you you trained in all of those? Uh, Yep. I, everything on here, um, I am trained in, and then we have certain members of our team obviously that are kind of catered more to right specialized certain services yep. and specialized so yeah oh, okay. that's awesome cool. do people often come back like for several of those yeah Keep going okay yep usually okay. once they get kind of uh get that glow or that yeah. treatment they're like wow I you know I love my results mm-hmm. what should I do next okay um so usually once they come in the door they are okay. you know kind of yeah. like a routine uh patient and your skin and makeup literally looks perfect oh my so God. honestly <laughs> what lip gloss do you know what lip gloss you're using right um now? yeah it's actually from Kalon it's a revision uh lip it. gloss it has hyaluronic acid in it so it's like oh. really plumping and hydrating it's amazing very thank you I love it Thank you. It's a super popular product okay. um, by Revision. They sell out of it all the time. Oh my so gosh. awesome. I need some of that. I'll give you guys the info. Okay. This. Perfect. Okay. So walk us through the process of getting Botox. We have a lot of people interested in that. Yes. Um, it's so, so easy. Um, so getting Botox or Dysport is another neuromodulator. So Botox and Dysport are basically the same thing. They both do the same thing. They're just brand names like Nike and Adidas. Um, so you come in for your appointment and we would first discuss what, what of those two neuromodulators you wanted to choose. Um, those are the two that we offer at Kalon, Botox and Dysport. Um, quality wise, they're both exactly the same. Uh, they're both excellent choices. They have only slightly different indications, kind of depending on where you want to put them. Um, Dysport is considered a twin to Botox, so it's just an injectable form. Okay of the same compound. So there's there's no wrong choice quality-wise. Uh, both are awesome. Uh, anyway, at your consultation, we help you decide which one of those is best for you based on your preferences, um, the area you want treated, and the timeline you have. Um, also, if you have reward points, so like kind of if you shop at a store or something and you, right. get, you build up points depending on mm-hmm. um, 
where you shop, they, they have a, a similar reward system called Brilliant Distinctions, and it aspires, and then they'll send you coupons. And oh, okay. So if you wanted to redeem them, that's why some people have a loyalty to Botox versus Dysport or Dysport versus Botox, because they have the points that okay. they want to use. that makes Got sense. it. Got it. Yeah. Um, so once we decide which one you want to go with, we discuss pricing. So if you're like, oh, I really want to stand under this certain price point, um, we'll discuss that so that we, you know, aren't jumping into anything that you're not comfortable with. They're both the same price, around eleven to thirteen dollars a unit. Um, and then um, we would have you do some expressions next. So like, raise your eyebrows, furrow your brows, make kind of an angry face to get those elevens right between your brows to show. Mm -hmm. And then we would mark where uh, we would do the injections. So before we even start, you would be like with us every step of the way as we're um, plotting out what to do. And then um, it's very quick, easy to go through. The needles are very small. Um, you will feel the injection obviously. So to help with that just brief discomfort, we have a little energy bar that vibrates and it kind of distracts your nerves and your brain from the procedure. Mm, so that's wow, there if, that's you, interesting. if you're kind of like, oh, I'm a little nervous about this or... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nervous about the pain management of it, but honestly, it's so easy to go through. Um, you might have a little pinkness or redness at the injection site, but that goes away within about 30 minutes. Other than that, there's zero downtime, so you can immediately return to normal activity. Um, you can put makeup on right after it. Go right to work if you want. Uh, the only recommendation we have afterward is not to exercise that evening, like or go sit in a sauna, go to hot right. yoga just that evening but the day after okay. you can completely go back to normal activities which is really nice that you don't have any downtime with it that's yeah that's that so nice. nice um and then that's it you just patiently wait for it to kick in uh depending on the severity of the wrinkles or size of the muscle group you may notice it immediately like within a couple days um or you might have to wait the full 10 to 14 before it kicks in but um then those results last for three to four months, and at which time you'll be ready for your next treatment. Okay, so before you go into this next little part, I do have a question. So when when I think of Botox, this is funny that this is the thing that I think of, but you know on a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff, oh, yeah. how they're in the car, and she's like <gasps> yes. screaming, oh and gosh. she's like, I think I knocked my Botox out, or whatever. Right. Like, Can you make facial expressions right after? Like, Is that at all accurate? That is 0% accurate. Like, That is not <laughs> accurate in any way. Oh um, no, absolutely not. You cannot knock your Botox out. That, But that movies like that and things like that are why people get such, like there's such a stigma misconception about, about it. Exactly. Right. Okay, okay. So yeah, no, that is gotcha. it's not comical, it. but that is not <laughs> yeah. accurate at all. Oh my gosh. Okay, I have a question too. So you said that each, oh, what was that, what did you call that unit? Yeah, each unit is that much? Yeah. Like how, like how many units do people usually get? Uh, it depends. Everybody but. is so different. Okay. Um, so like younger, you know, don't have as many of those set deep like resting lines. Right. So a resting line would be like a line that's on your face without you making an expression. Okay. So if you didn't have any resting lines, you you really wouldn't need that many units. I um like the forehead, I would say probably five. Oh, okay. And then if you wanted to treat the glabella area, which is right in between your brows, um, you could do six to ten units there, kinda depending on if it was your very first time. Oh, okay. Or 
Okay, and then you could kind of baby step yeah. it in. So okay. you could start out with just, you know, a few sprinkles, see if you liked right. it. And if you were like, yep, I love this, I want more, then we could always do more okay, later. Right. But we would never overwhelm you if you, right. okay. you know, especially if it's the first time that you're getting it done. Mm-hmm. And then in those three to four months when you come back for like checkups or whatever, mm-hmm. are you going to have to get less units in because you already have the base done? Or is it always going to be kind of the same amount over and over? Um... So if you start early, you can kind of train your muscles to not be overly expressive. And so then you would need around the same or maybe even less, or you could train them that in the way where you could, it would last you longer. Okay. So the earlier you start and the more frequently you get it, eventually you could probably space them out more than three to four months apart because you're just training those muscles to not overly express. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. That makes sense then. Okay. Do you want to go ahead and talk about the science behind it all? Because I know you have a little part and I think it'll be so interesting. (laughs) Okay. Yep. I totally will. Um, Just, just, yeah, the science-y part. (laughs) Um, So what happens when you inject a neuromodulator is the, um, the neuromodulator goes into a small facial muscle group whichever, whether that be the forehead or kind of around the eyes. Um, and then it blocks the communication between the nerves and the muscles, prevents those muscles from making repeated movements or expressions such as frowning or squinting, um, raising your brows, and those expressions create lines over time. So blocking that communication allows your skin to relax and those wrinkles will disappear. Uh, over several months, like usually three to four is when it will gradually start to wear off, your body's ability to metabolize will let that communication get reestablished. Mm. And so then without that blockage being there, the muscles just gradually begin to move the skin as they did before your treatment. So Got it's not it. something that kind of turns off and on like a light switch. It's very, you gradual. know, that's why it it's says gradual. Your body metabolizes right. it. Um, it's not like the, like you said, the lady. Right. She's like, I got Botox earlier today and then (laughs) her whole face was like. Right. No, it's very gradual and your, you know, your body adapts to the change in the muscle movement. So. Okay. Makes sense. Um, okay. So then walk us through now that we've covered Botox a little bit, (laughs) which is kind of the big thing. The other big thing is lip fillers. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm so excited. I'm, about I'm really excited for this, too. <laughs> I have had so many questions. Okay. Yes. Lip fillers are crazy popular right now. Like, the whole Kylie Jenner, and, yeah. like, she has made lip fillers just... Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely a trend. Um, so, yes. Let me go dive into a little bit of what dermal fillers are and how to get them. Okay. So it's a synthetic copy of hyaluronic acid that your body naturally produces. Your body already has hyaluronic acid in it. Mm-hmm. So derma, dermal, wow, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> dermal fillers um, are just a synthetic copy of what's already in our body in a gel form. So the gel is injected uh, with various ten- techniques depending on what you're, where you're putting it, whether it's in your cheeks mm-hmm. or your lips. Um, and oftentimes in an area that's like sunken or deflated or just needs some added volume, um, and a super popular area is the lips. So uh, you'd come in for your appointment. We start discussing what your goals were. So whether that's you just want overall volume or some people say like when I smile, my top lip kind of goes under. Yep. And I, it's, <laughs> yeah. That's probably Everyone. the most, yeah, exactly. The most yeah. common complaint that we get. Um, just kind of like that thin upper lip disappearing when you smile or just want 
some overall fullness. So once we discussed what you wanted your treatment, what kind of a look you wanted to create from your treatment, we would then put on some numbing cream and let that work its magic for 10 to 30 minutes usually. And then the filler would be injected uh, using the techniques, depending on your goals for the treatment. Um, and then you will feel the poke of the needle and kind of pressure, but the numbing helps a ton with pain management. And there's also a numbing agent in the filler itself. Okay. So mm. the more, you know, the more we get going with the treatment, the more numb you will oh, feel. Okay. Uh, so especially if it's your first time getting filler, ideally I would love for every patient to just split up their appointment into two sessions. That way you're not overwhelming that area with the lips because it's just uh, so vascular. Okay. And um, it's pretty common to get some swelling in that area. It's, you know, it's an anticipated result um, that goes away. But splitting your appointment into two really helps with that swelling. Um, and then it also helps you, especially if you're a first timer, be like, okay, I really like this volume, but now let's put some here or I want to define my cupid's bow or I want more of a pouty look so then when you come back for your second session we can kind of cater it to the specific areas mm -hmm. and the right. first time we can use it for like overall volume right which is nice so because you can baby step into it so that you're not like holy smokes what yeah did I do <laughs> right yes. right um so yeah, there's there's actually a ton of really funny lip filler memes on Instagram that take you through like the five stages of grief with lip filler. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, you yes. you come in and you're so excited and then you leave and you start to swell and you completely panic and you're like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Yes. <laughs> and then um, kind of like a lot of regret. Is this a medical emergency? Like, right. it's not funny, but kind of funny. Yeah. Right. And then once the it. swelling starts to go down, you're like, oh my gosh, I love this. This yeah. is beautiful. Right. And then the swelling goes down even more. And then you like go through a sadness where you're like, oh, I want the swelling back. When can my next appointment be? Right. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. That's so yeah. funny. That's really Never funny. fails. Every single person that gets filler goes through right. this. No matter how many times you've gotten it done, I go through it every time too. <laughs> I've heard of that before. Yes. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, once all the swelling goes down and the redness, um, you might have a little bit of bruising too, but all of that dissipates within probably a week, five to seven days. Um, and then your results last up to a year. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So longer than the Botox. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely nice. a lot longer than the Botox. Some might notice like at the nine month, like kind of a little bit starting to gradually right. fade. Um, and some think it lasts about like a year and a half, 18 months. Okay. I personally feel like my filler lasts me a year and a half. So you least. do have filler then? I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gosh. And do you think that's just like that some people's bodies, like you said, metabolize it a little bit faster? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Every, you know, everybody's different. There's no cookie cutter answer for okay. exactly how long it will last. It kind of depends on your body, your metabolism. Okay. Um, if you're a super avid, like working out, all of that stuff kind of right. plays, a, oh, plays gotcha. a role in how fast you metabolize the product. Okay. And then where do you have your filler? It's throughout all... All the of it? All, yep, top and bottom okay. and cupid's bow, just it's everywhere. Do you so. have a, do you have a lot of people who do just do like one top or bottom, or not um, really? Sometimes okay. it's usually if you're gonna do one or the other, usually it's the top. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yep, because it's thinner. In, yeah, yeah, like we said, like me, mine's thinner. I know it is. 
And so sometimes that's yeah. the only... Some people are like, I love my bottom lip. I don't want it to change at all. I just yeah. want my top lip to kind of match it a little bit more. Right. Oh, I have a question or, for you. Yeah. Looking at our lips, like, what would you do, like, if you were going to give one of us... Like, if I walked in and I said, I want the pouty look. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yep. what, what did you think you would do? <laughs> I so it. I definitely would... So we would inject into that bottom lip, into that middle, more more meaty, I'm doing air quotes, Yes. <laughs> yes uh, part of that bottom lip. And then I would also add volume in your top lip too because you don't want to have an imbalance of okay um you know aesthetically your top and bottom lip should be very similar you don't want to have your bottom lip way bigger than the top or vice versa so even if all you were concentrating on was your bottom lip I still would add volume um into that top lip as well okay and define the cupid swell a little bit and is there like a set is is there kind of like a more trendy look that people are generally looking for when they come in yeah, um, so obviously people will come in with pictures of Kylie Jenner's lips. Oh my and gosh. They, oh my gosh. Yes, they are beautiful, but you know, you have to you have to just cater the treatment to the person's lips. There's yeah. right. not everybody's lips can handle that amount of right. filler and especially living in the Midwest, like it's not we normal. right. We yeah. really err on the side of staying like more in the natural conservative right. look yes, aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Like if we lived in California or someplace where that look was, you know, yeah. a little bit more prominent then yeah, for sure. Then maybe we would do and that. Right. But we really, really want everything to look natural. Like we yeah. want you to walk yeah. out of Kayla and still looking like yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Like, so, I wouldn't have known, because you're talking about it, right. like, maybe you get lip fillers, but I look at you and I don't think, oh my right. gosh, Right, I was going to ask fillers. if you had yeah. any. Right, yeah. Yeah. and that's exactly what we mm-hmm. want. We want everything to look like just an enhanced version of your own face. And I love that. completely, mm-hmm. like, overdone and yeah. right. more, you know, fakey. And right. I think that's really helpful for, like, our listeners, too, because I think they do a lot of misconceptions about that. Yes. So I think that's really good for them to know. Yep. Okay, Um. so is it cheaper to get lip fillers touched up than it is to get them done initially um actually no because uh you each time you come in for a filler you buy the syringe so it's not like you need less when you come in for a what you're calling a touch-up appointment really would just be like your second time getting your products done Mm -hmm. um so it kind of depends on the product you choose and longevity of it but like I said, anywhere from six to eighteen months. If you were like, "Yep, I wanna, I want some more filler," mm-hmm. I can tell that my, I'm losing some volume. Then you would just come in and we do exactly the same thing we did at your first appointment. It would be no different, just because you've gotten it done before. We'd go through the same exact process all okay. over again. And I don't know if if you can answer this question because I don't know if it's like set across the board. But how much is it like to get lip fillers then usually? Uh, it's around 600 okay. per syringe, okay. um, give or take a little okay. bit. And then if you're a member at Kaylin, you get a little bit of a discount, um, but around $600. Okay. Yeah. That is actually not as much as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's not, and, that's not astronomical. And they also do have those point systems um, that I was talking mm, about right. with Botox and Dysport. Yeah. So you can use point the yeah. points with, with filler too, which is nice. Right. And then I know this that you said here... Um, the consistency of the filler. Is there is there different kinds of filler that you can come in and be like, I'm not sure about it. Can we get something that will maybe last a little bit longer? Or you're like, let's go for it. Get me something that lasts a long time. Yep, yep, there is. Um, so especially for lips, there are, you know, there's certain products that are more thin, natural, have that silky consistency, especially if it's your first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's best to start out with 
a, a, like a lesser version of that. But if you're like, yep, this is a, I've gotten this done two times now, or I really, really want some definition and volume that's like has some oomph to it, then you right. move up to one with like a thicker consistency. Got it. So Got there's it. options and right. Yep. Awesome. Cater it to what you need. Um, and then what are some warnings and advice you'd give to someone thinking about getting like any kind of work done? Any kind of work done. Um, I would say that the, I mean, the biggest like worry is people come in usually to get a service done because they have something coming up, whether mm-hmm. it's like an event or a wedding or something that they're like, I really want to look good for this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I want to do. And usually it's a kind of a big thing, whether yeah. it's right. Botox or filler or laser or something like that. So uh, advice I would give would be just to give yourself appropriate time to heal. So you wouldn't want to get lip filler two weeks before your wedding. Right. Um, you would want to give yourself like a month to, to really get your skin and your muscles, everything used to it, mm-hmm. so that you still look like you at whatever this event right. is. Right, yeah. Um, so that's that's what I would say to anyone, and that I do say that to my patients. Just you, I just want you to look natural, um, have natural movement, and just have that natural, youthful contour, whether it's mm-hmm. your skin or your lips or whatever right. it is. But give yourself adequate time to heal. Don't like make an impulse mm-hmm. choice to get something big done mm-hmm. right before, you know, you don't right. want to be like swollen or bruised or exactly yeah, anything exactly. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and what? At what age, on average, do you see people that are, like, starting to get stuff done? Um, younger and younger, honestly, but I would say to start right in, like, the mid-20s, mid to late 20s. Um, prevention is key, obviously, with aesthetics. It's just so much easier to start an anti-aging regimen when you're young rather than waiting until things are really bothering you. Right. So then that way you're maintaining instead of treating. Okay. Right. Um, so much easier to do it that way. So I would say mid to late 20s, um, that's when people usually start getting Botox or Dysport. Um, and then using medical grade skincare products is really important to right around that age just to get a healthy regimen going and preserve your youthful glow so you can age gracefully. Yeah. No, awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, is there an age you would recommend to wait to start getting work done and stuff like that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Botox in particular. (laughs) Right. Um, same answer. I would say mid to late twenties, um, like mid to late twenties is right when you maybe are starting to see like, Oh, I see a tiny, you know, tiny little lines. Maybe it's under your eyes or maybe it's in your forehead or it's, you're just starting to see a whisper of it. Um, but if you start right when it's showing up, it's just so much easier to kind of keep that at bay okay. than it is yeah. to wait until you've got those resting lines. And then right. it's, you know, takes a little bit more. It's, you can still treat them, but just takes a little bit more, Right. whether right. it's more units or more, um, mm-hmm. lasers or whatever it ends up being. It's just, right. Okay. I have a question and this might be a really silly question, <laughs> but after, I'm sure people have asked this before, after you get like lip fillers or Botox Honestly, but I'm kind of leaning more towards lip fillers. Okay. I've heard this could be totally fake. I've heard that your lips can kind of deflate, like they're natural. Okay. Is that true at all? Um, do you think or not really? It's it's really not, and if it is happening, it's not because of the filler. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yep. Okay. So as you as you age, your face just naturally loses volume. Yeah. It loses, so it starts out in kind of an upside down triangle. Okay. And then as you age, that triangle changes it goes the other way so like 
that's why people get cheek filler because they're yeah. starting to lose that volume, that triangle's turning upside down. Um, and so same thing with the lips. As you age, you lose volume. You lose the fullness, the plumpness that you get when you're, you know, in your more youthful years. Mm-hmm. So restoring that with filler, um, once that wears off, you're just going back to the your regular state. Like it, okay. it doesn't change the anatomy or anything of your lips. They it just you know it's restored to your pre filler state. So you don't think. Because I've also heard people say that... There's a lot of yeah, things sorry. people say. Yeah. There's a lot of things people say, which uh-huh. is why we actually wanted someone who knew what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, they say that lip filler, like, stretches your skin out. Right. Yes. So, it. I mean, I can see how they would think that, but the amount of lip filler that you would have to put in to stretch your skin out would be astronomical. Okay. So, that's... Um, so, I wish I had little teaspoons to show you, but, like one milliliter of filler you would like if you, if you was staring at it in a spoon it's really not as much as you would think yeah I right not. um okay. so to have it stretch your skin out is just that's that would be really hard to actually do it would be hard oh, to actually okay. do gotcha. yes okay and really it's just restoring the volume that was already there you're just losing it um yeah just as a natural part of the aging process and it's just putting it back where it ultimately okay. already was and th- that kind of goes on. The, I just noticed the next question that was on that we were going to ask you guys, but I'm still going to kind of ask it, that once you start getting lip fillers or Botox, like, you, do you need to keep going back? Will it ever look funny? I feel like you kind of already touched on this. Yep. But I don't know. Yeah, just... If you want to elaborate on it yes, at all. I will elaborate. Okay. Um, and we And yeah, we kind of touched on it already with filler, but with Botox, if you want that to just be a one and done, that's totally fine. It's gonna it's gonna wear off so naturally that if you were like okay that was great but you know mm-hmm. I don't have any interest in maintaining this for right yeah the rest of my life <laughs> like you <laughs> said then, some people just use it at, for like a special okay, occasion exactly. or something yep and that's totally fine you would look no different you would just go immediately back to what your face was like and what your muscles were like before you got treated so okay. you would not look any different. You wouldn't look funny. There wouldn't be parts of your face that look like off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a common misconception. Uh, so I'm glad you asked it. But yeah, you could totally do both filler and uh, neuromodulators one and done if you wanted to. And it would just go essentially back to pre-treated state. That's kind okay. of nice to know that's for people who just so want to nice like try, at, try it out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Yep. Okay, so we've all seen pictures of people who have gotten botched. I think there's even like a TV series on it now, I'm going to be completely honest. there is. So what generally happens that leads to botched procedures? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, this is scary stuff. And, you know, they have, we have um, like webinars and things on this all Mm -hmm. the time, just so we're always, always up to date on the current um, safety procedures. But yeah, it's a super common fear. And all you have to do is type lip filler into Google and you can see horrifying photos. Right. Um, but injectables really, it's the placement of the product and the safety and skill level of the injector. It's just absolutely critical that those two things are, you know, of paramount importance. So, uh, I mean, an example of something that could like quote unquote botch a Botox would be putting it too low or too close to your brow muscle. And that can cause your eyebrows to like look or feel droopy or like feel heavy, like you can't lift them up. So I don't know if you've ever heard of somebody getting like brow droop from Botox or like Spock brow, like their eyebrows are like way too high. Oh yeah. So, and that just is if the injector puts it in the wrong place and they're just, you know, they don't 
Mm-hmm. I mean, not to be mean, but they don't know what they're doing. Right. right. And they put it in the wrong place. And, like, thank goodness Botox and Desperate wear off. So it's not right. a permanent problem. But it, if you don't know where to put it, you could really make somebody look a little bit weird. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's how that would happen. And then with filler, uh, usually botched filler is because an injector doesn't aspirate before injecting. So when you... Um, when you insert the needle, you have to every single time aspirate to make sure that you're in a safe space. And some injectors that don't do that because it, it takes a little extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just push the product in without knowing that they're in a safe space. Mm-hmm. That can cause some occlusion and, I mean, some some pretty scary results too. But we have been, you know, taught and it has been just absolutely, you know, Bibled right. into our brains that you absolutely have to aspirate every time when you're doing filler, no matter where you're putting it. And then we've been trained multiple times by our reps on where to put Botox, and you just have to be aware of the anatomy and aware of where you're putting things. So okay. I have right, yeah, hundred percent confidence in the skills and knowledge of the providers that came on, and patient safety just has to be at the top of the priority list. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for those those botched um like have you ever had someone come to you and be like somebody botched this, can you fix it? And then can't is there such thing as like I don't know like dissolvers or whatever? Yes. Yep. Yeah, we have had people come um and commonly it is in the lips because it's just such a vascular area that yeah. even the littlest bit in the wrong place can just really um do a lot of damage. Um, so yeah, we have had people come in that we have fixed, uh, and we just can dissolve the filler. Yeah. So we just, there's a little medicine that we use and it just just completely dissolves the filler. We have to inject it with a needle. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the same process of getting filler. We numb you. Yeah. You'd get it dissolved with those injected. Um, and then the body just absorbs it kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So even with those sometimes more scary outcomes, there is still hope. Exactly. That's what I was wondering. Even with the scariest stuff, there's still things to undo it. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's really, really good to make sure you're going to a place that is, you know, safe is the most important. Okay. Right. Gotcha. And then I know we touched on prices already, but Mm -hmm. did you just want to tell us once again, like what the average price is for fillers and for Botox? Just because I see you do have written like very specifically. Yes. Um, So the price of filler like I said, you buy the syringe. So it's not like you can be like, oh, I only want, you know, two pokes of two cc's or something like that. Like you have to buy the entire syringe, whether you want to use all of it in your lips or if you're like, okay, I love my lips. I don't want the rest of it. Well, then we could put it in your cheeks or something like that. Interesting. Um, So, (laughs) so you wouldn't have to like if you didn't want it to go to waste, yeah. we could just find a different place to put it so that you wouldn't have any of that going to waste. But you do have to buy the full syringe, okay. which is um, depending on if you had a discount or not, anywhere between four fifty and seven hundred for filler. And then Botox, um, you buy per unit, so each right. basically poke, mm-hmm. depending on where you're putting it, is a unit, and that's eleven to thirteen dollars okay. per unit. Oh. And you, because you said when you start out five pokes, and then it can be like right around ten in between your eyebrows sometimes, yeah. right? Yep. So oh, I would say like a super common treatment yeah. would be like two hundred dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say that's, that's not bad. No, which yeah. makes sense because I know quite a few people uh-huh. who go and get Botox regularly. I'm like, how do you afford it? But like, that's not even terrible. Right. Yeah, and especially if you start mm-hmm. like at you know at a young age, 
there are some people that come in that are like 70 years old that are getting that amount of of units put in which is obviously very expensive when you have to put 70 units in which that's astronomical I not (laughs) not everybody does that but we do have a few um and that's obviously really expensive but if you start young you you know you don't need that much you could start at like the 150 200 range and get a completely full and thorough treatment and that totally like helps prevent wrinkles in the future Mm -hmm. because you're not wrinkling your face exactly okay yeah okay okay interesting (laughs) love it okay um so we've seen people starting to get fillers in their cheekbone area to give a more defined look to their face is that generally the same filler in your lips and I know you kind of said that so is it for sure always the same one um you said that you can get the syringe but yes okay so so ideally um you would use different oh different consistencies okay but the only way that you would, you know, if you were like, oh, hey, I have some of this left, yeah, then you, then we could safely put it anywhere. But there's anatomically, you know, depending on where you're putting it, the cheeks just have more of that um, skeletal structure, so it's it's nicer to put more of a thick filler there. Whereas right. in your lips, if you put a thick filler there, I mean, you're gonna really be able oh, to see okay. that definition. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yes. So it would be okay to, you know. Okay. To do it in the same place, but you're just going to get a better treatment and you're, um, you'll just have a better contour if you okay. cater the filler to the specific gotcha. anatomy that you're right. treating. Okay. okay. That makes do sense. you ever put it in like the bridge of the nose or do you guys not do that? We don't do that, but there are some very skilled people that do do it. And I absolutely love watching Instagram videos of same. them, like the <laughs> rhino, like liquid rhinoplasty. Right. I, it's so, so cool. Um, but you again have to be very, very skilled because it's a very vascular area. Um, mm-hmm. So, if any if any of your listeners are thinking about doing that, please make sure you go to somebody who is like board certified, an absolute okay. genius. Like, right? Don't let anybody like practice. Don't go like cheap that on anymore. that. Everyone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Okay. Now moving on to some other fun things. <laughs> Walk us through the process of getting a silk peel. Silk peel, yes. Uh, this is one of our most popular treatments at Kalon. Um, it's actually now called the Diamond Glow. They rebranded it, rebranded the name anyway. Um, it's just like an amped up version of microdermabrasion. So it like gently exfoliates or polishes off that top layer of skin with the diamond tip. Um, and then it, when it's exfoliating, it's also extracting blackheads. It has a suction on it. So it's like, yeah, it's like a little crazy fancy car wash for your face almost. (laughs) Leaves your skin just feeling super clean and clear, gets all that dead, dry, damaged skin off, cleans your pores out. Um, And then while it's doing that, it's also infusing serums. So a blend of serums that's kind of chosen at the beginning of your treatment with hydration and vitamins and things that are tailored to your skin types, we would choose the serums. And then those are infused at the same time that your skin's getting exfoliated. So I need this. Yeah, I it is. It is so cool. Um, people love it, and yeah, you just leave feeling so fresh and smooth and clean and glowy. Oh wow! My gosh. And okay. how, how much is that? Uh, it's roughly. A, roughly, it's a, I think one eighty. <gasps> okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is also if anyone wants to get me a birthday present, <laughs> right? I, that's what I think. I'm like, hint, hint, uh, yep. gift card. Yes. Um, 
So this is my question. You like, okay, well, if you go into like a chiropractor or something like that, you have to pay more for your first visit for a consultation. Oh, right. And then every visit after that is you're just paying for the like Procedure. procedures yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Chiropractor is the first thing that came to my mind. Is that like the same thing for if you're getting something done at like a skin spa? Um, I think every place has has different ways of doing like the financial part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaylin has a membership program. Oh, okay. So there's a it's called a friend membership and it's ninety nine dollars a month and that that's banked. Okay. So it's just like kind of a little health savings account for your money oh. and then and then that also gets you a discount on everything that you do there whether it's Botox, soap peels, um, oh. facials, whatever it is. So then you would come in for your appointment and let's say that you have $200 banked in there because you've had two months of that membership. So you just come in, use that $200 to pay for your treatment, plus you get an added discount. And it's no commitment, so you can cancel it whenever you want to. That is such a good deal. Yeah, it's like (laughs) it's kind of a no-brainer if you're going to even... Even if you're only going to get one thing done, it kind of makes sense to just, like... Do just the do little, it. Right. Yeah. And right. then if you're like, nope, that was awesome, but I, I'm probably not going to be back for a while, then you can just cancel it. Right. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. it's really, really nice. No commitment and like all pros and no cons. So almost every yeah. single person comes in usually ends up signing up for it. Yeah. Okay. So you said that you get that gets rid of blackheads, right? The, yeah. Um, okay. Yep. Uh, is that, I could be totally wrong. In this process, do you use that little vacuum sucker thingy? Yeah. I yes. want that so bad. Oh my gosh. I watch videos of that. Oh, yes. And so then after okay. afterwards, I don't know if you've seen videos, but like you can see the jar of everything that's like kind of sucked out yes. and exfoliated off of your face. And it's just like a, I mean, it's kind of revolting actually, but just to but see. But for those weirdos, it's very satisfying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can see all the dead skin floating around in there and like all the oil. It completely changes the color of like the serums. It changes mm. to like a. Yeah. When you look at it, you're like, wow, I didn't know how much I needed this until I saw everything on my face floating yeah. in that jar. Yeah. And how often, like, do people get that? Or how often would you recommend that you need that really deep, like, cleansing stuff? Yep. I would say four to six weeks is perfect. Um, oh, really? Just to give, yeah, just to give yourself Gosh. a really good exfoliation. It's good to kind of amp up cell turnover because mm-hmm. that, another thing, as we age, just kind of slows. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So four to six weeks is perfect. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm learning about everything I need in my life. Okay, uh, what is your skincare routine and your favorite products? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I Ever since I have started working here, my skincare regimen is getting very extensive because <laughs> I just love everything that right. I use. So. I um, but just to keep it for the basics, the majority of the products I use are from a line called Zio. It's a Dr. Baji line. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. I haven't. But I, most of my stuff is from Zio. Um, so I start with an exfoliating cleanser and then complexion renewal pads or toner pads and then vitamin C. And I use it in a serum, a serum but you can use it in like a moisturizer or whatever mm-hmm. kind, whatever consistency that mm-hmm. works best for your skin. And then I use a light moisturizer. Mine's called Daily Power Defense. And then a growth factor serum. So that kind of amps up cell turnover too and really locks that moisture in. And then a tinted SPF. Okay. So, and then the only thing I do different at night is I swap out my vitamin C for a retinol. And then I use a firming eye cream. Oh my gosh. So you literally use like serum on your face twice a day? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I have never heard of anyone who does it twice. Yeah, but also I also haven't talked to a lot of skin experts. <laughs> right. I 
um, found that the serum for vitamin C works better for me than a lotion because I kind of have oily skin. Mm. So you just kind of go through and trial things out and okay. just like let your skin, you know, be yeah. the boss of what works for you right. and what doesn't. Okay. Um, yeah. And then what are some good options for aging skin procedures, products, etc.? Um, there's so many options. Honestly, the best best thing to do if it was me I would just come in and get a consultation because it can be a little bit overwhelming with and there's always new things coming out and there's already right. so many things you can do like there's deep rejuvenation lasers to help with fine lines and wrinkles um, filler Botox if you want to restore volume and soften the lines um, anti-aging products kind of just depends on what your goals are or what's what's bothering you. So coming in for a consult, even actually no matter what your age, um, just to kind of discuss what things would be best and right for your specific skin. And then um, as far as an anti-aging regimen goes, just so that you are knowledgeable on what steps to take so it doesn't seem so overwhelming. So you can get a plan in place with somebody who has all the tools um, right. to get you that plan. So you're not doing things that are unnecessary or wouldn't necessarily be best for you. Right. Okay, and then what's your best advice to those with young skin on how to age well and have healthy skin? Oh, gosh. There's there's so <laughs> many things, but just so that I don't get repetitive, I'm just going to stick to the basic answer, answer of using an SPF. Okay. So every day, use sun protection. I cannot say it enough. Um... I was never a big advocate for SPF until I started at Kalen. I will be honest. I was like a tanning bed queen <laughs> and just so bad just doing all the things you're not supposed to do, like tanning for prom and all mm-hmm. just right. awful. And if I had a time machine, I would go back, but I just make sure all my patients have a daily SPF because um, preventing that damage from the sun and from the UV rays is just essential um to keep that youthful glow and make sure you're wearing it every day and if you're in direct sunlight reapply it every two hours and do you have a recommendation of how high an spf you should be using on your face um most of the ones we offer are right around that like 40 to 46 range and that is plenty 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 high to get you adequate coverage because i've heard people say 15 does like nothing well yep and then the same thing with like 80 so, like, yeah. wearing SPF 100 is not... Any gonna... different than, like, 40, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, on that note, there are... Because it's so funny. If you talk to, like, literally anybody who knows anything about skincare, they're like, wear SPF. Yeah. Um, like, that's their number one skincare. Yeah, it always is. Yeah. So, something that's getting more and more popular is the SPF in, like, the loose translucent powder. Oh, yeah. Do you think mm-hmm. that's as effective as having, like, the moisturizer, like, rub-in type yep. of thing? I honestly do, um, as, you know, as long as it's a good quality right. product, I, I think that it's fine. And as long as you're, re- you still have to reapply it every two hours. Right. But yeah, I think that they're just as good, um, coverage wise as the more lotion consistency ones. Okay. That's yeah. super good to know because Jenna was just yeah, I yesterday. Yeah. I have like, even the like low, I have such oily skin, uh-huh. but even like the super like low oily like lightweight right. ones they're st- they're still just like mm-hmm. cause problems for me so I got the translucent powder I'm like is this actually doing anything because yep. it is so light mm-hmm. yep but you yeah. know she yeah. said she used it at the wild water west or something yeah and that it your skin never burned like you it yeah. seemed like it worked really well uh-huh. it seemed like it worked really yeah. well yeah it does it does work really well and especially like you said if you have oily skin or breakout prone skin 
Or I just like hate the like the zinky feeling yeah. of it, like where you feel oily and I like know. all you can smell is swimming pool when you put it on. Like, I hate that too. That drives me just mm-hmm. bonkers. So I I really like the translucent powder ones yeah. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That's good to know. Okay, so I forgot. Did I ask you the question? Whose turn is it? To well, ask we kind of just said this, but number one I skincare know. advice. Okay, I think I think with this maybe like if no one hears anything else you say today. Yeah. What should they hear? Maybe that's a good way to word it. Oh gosh. <laughs> um well I guess I guess my number one skid advice would be make sure you're using the right products. So SPF again, obviously super important. Um incorporate a medical grade vitamin C and retinol into your skincare routine if you haven't yet. They've just been like absolute game changers for me and had I not ever worked at Kalon and learned about how important they are, I never would have started putting them on. So I would just say, um, you know, use your resources to learn what products you need, how to use them, how to use them correctly, what order to put them on in, things like that. So if you need help picking things out um, that would be best for your skin, we at Kalon, we love helping people pick out like certain things to put in their regimen. Um, Like should this go on at night or in the morning? Which one do I put on first? Uh, it can all just be really overwhelming. So my advice is just be educated about what's going on in your skin, what you're doing to your skin. Use medical grade, good, healthy products that are just catered to your specific skin type and skincare goals. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. And maybe you don't want to put this in, but have you heard of Curology? I have. I don't know a ton about okay. it, about it, but I've heard about it. Okay. Because that's what I use. use. Yeah, okay. I use it. And I just, I don't, I don't, I was just wondering if you had an opinion on oh, it or not. <laughs> I don't have an opinion on it, but I've not heard anything bad. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's something. Yep. Yeah. That's Jenna something. loves it. Yeah. I do love it, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not like mm-hmm. an expert or anything. Right. Right. Yeah. You just got to find what works for yeah. you. Right. Guess, so. Right. Okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to add at all that we didn't ask you or I know? I, I think we were very thorough. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything, but I'm definitely here to answer any questions anybody has. Yeah. So why don't you let us know how they can um, find you in the salon, uh-huh. um, your Instagram, Facebook, yeah. phone, you know, anything you want to get. Let us know. <laughs> totally. Okay. So Kalon Medical Spa is um, inside Van Thompson Vision. So that's right on 57th Street between Louise and Western. So if you just want to come in. Look at some products, um, have a consultation. You can just come to our storefront. Um, we also have online scheduling, so you can go to www.kalinemedicalspa.com <laughs> and you can check out our website, check out our blog, like kind of look and see what things you'd be interested in, and then you can online schedule from there. Um, Instagram, Facebook, we have both of those accounts. My personal handle at Kalon is Amber underscore. Kalon Medical Spa, so that's my own little extension off of Kalon's. Or you can call us, and our phone number is 1605-983-SKIN, or if you don't have the little numbers on your phone, it's 983-7546. Awesome. Perfect. So much information. (laughs) So much information, but I'm like so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need some of this in my life. I don't know what, but... I need all of it. All of it. You guys have to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do for you listeners, because that was a lot, we're going to put it, link it all in the show notes. Um, so you just click, um, scroll down, click on any of the links, and you can find all of her information. Go find her on Instagram, give her a follow. 
And for those of you who follow us on Instagram, we will be tagging her when we post the episode in a picture of her choice. So (laughs) be looking out for that too. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. This was so fun. Thank you so much, Amber. Oh, yeah. We learned so much. (laughs) This was super fun for me too. You guys are awesome. Uh, Thank you guys, and make sure and tune in next week to another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast. Bye. Bye.